You are listening to the Rumble Pack, episode 396, recorded for someday. Someday. It'll go up someday. Tony got pulled in for a emergency surgery. Uh, Neil got pulled into Italy for an emergency vacation. And so uh, it is me and it is one Michael McFadden. There can be only one. Uh, And we've got, luckily, some intense games to talk about. Some games that might engender some opinions or emotions or broken things. Uh, I'm not going to say which one it's going to be but it's going to be the one with broken controllers. Uh, But I wanted to start off by talking about uh, bringing up a subject that's been on literally every other podcast. If you listen to a lot of video game podcasts, this would be about the uh, 7,000th conversation about loot boxes that you've had to hear. Uh, But hopefully we'll have a different take on it. Um, Well, Lucky for uh, me or this podcast or our listeners that I don't listen to any of those things, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, so it, we can use this as a narrative device and you can explain to me what the fuck loot boxes are. All right. You know what loot boxes are because loot boxes have been in a lot of games. They're in Overwatch, right? Every time you leveled up, you would get the, the random box that would ejaculate four items into your life. Uh, okay, yeah. Four random items. And you could right. at any point while playing Overwatch choose to inject your own real money into the game in order to obtain more loot boxes, which contain random garbage that might be a duplicate of things you've already gotten. Sure. Um, this is nothing new. And loot boxes in general are not new, but it appears that in the past couple of weeks it's come to a head uh, because loot boxes have started to appear in more and more games. I People are saying maybe specifically because of the success of Overwatch, which was a $60 game that you could then pump more money into to get random items. Um, some of which, I think all of which were completely cosmetic. None of those items actually. Can I, can I just jump in to say that the industry has correctly identified the success of Overwatch as loot boxes? <laughs> no, they, they've, they, they've correctly identified that this game made money and the thing that you do to get the money out of the people is charge them for loot boxes. You're correct. No parallel or no line was drawn between people like the game and are willing to put more money in. And so you have to make a competent game in order to justify that. Um, no, no. Loot boxes is the successful thing. <laughs> that's the thing that was good? That's the thing that put it on the map. It's, that's how they made all their money. That's how this is. Look, it's all just going back to the trading card day that that's like the the old school uh, model, the the magic, the gathering model, if you will, which was not the first by any means. But the whole blind pack thing has been around for a long time. Uh, but it, the the conversation has turned to whether or not this is OK. 
And not just in the sense of you can vote with your wallet and choose not to spend money on them. Um, because that's no longer the point. Because I personally don't buy any loot boxes. I don't know. If, have you bought any? Uh, have oh, you pumped man. money into things for non-specific goods? Like League of Legends for doesn't non- count, okay. right? Because See, you buy say, a skin. Like, for League of Legends, right, I've pumped in lots of money. Yeah. Uh, but I always knew what I was getting. Yeah. I personally um, have never given a game money in order to get... Oh, wait, no, Hearthstone. So Hearthstone counts because I have given them money. <laughs> but I didn't buy just straight-up packs. I bought Adventures with that money. I didn't uh, just buy a ton of packs of something. Uh, but if, if yeah. I, I could see... That's about the only thing I've done. But that's so analogous to trading uh, collectible card right. games. So I think that... The only thing that would fall into this category that I can think of readily is uh, Clash, Clash Royale. Okay. So, like, I've paid for things in Clash Royale, and for the most part in Clash, you don't know what you're getting. Um, you usually just buy, like, a, a chest, and it just dumps out shit. Um, oh, I, I thought you... What? I thought you, you spent money, or you would get just gold, and you could use that to... Or do you just buy chests? Now I can't remember how Clash works. <laughs> you can do that. Uh, there is a way for you to like get gold and then use your gold to buy specific cards in the shop. That yeah, you wasn't want. there wasn't there like a rotating selection? Not, yeah, it's just not a very efficient way to buy many of something, especially. So it's a little different now. They've revamped the way that the shop works so that like the old way to do it isn't exactly accurate okay so let, let me let's go back to the way it was before was that every time you bought a card it doubled in price yeah or no that's not true it didn't double in price but it, increased it went up by yeah it increased by some amount so that for you to buy all of them it was prohibitively expensive but for you to buy like 10 of them it was not that bad yeah so you could you could get known things that way However, the way that you were given things, um, you know, when you win matches and then also whenever they did specials, they would sell the like the big boxes, uh, like the super magical chest or the giant chest or whatever that had, you know, two or three, 500 cards in it. And those are unknown until opened. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. But you would know that there's some amount of rarity to them. Like you're gonna get ten in this one, where you would get five. Yeah, in a different well, so one. you well, what you would know most of the like, what you will always know is you will get like this many commons, and then this many either rares or epics. Okay. Uh, depending on the type of chest, and then during certain like events, um, and I I use that term loosely. Uh, like if they release a new card, you could buy a special giant chest or like super magical chest that either had an increased chance of you getting the new card or it would just guaranteed have like a certain number of the new card in it. Okay. But you didn't necessarily know exactly what you were purchasing. Correct. Okay. And most of the time you don't. And that that's probably the most efficient way to spend money, I think, in that game. As opposed to like buying gold to buy specific cards, and, like, and you that could is do that just not a good return on investment, right? But that's insidiously effectively designed. So what's come to yeah. a head is people basically said, for the majority of players, the ninety-five percent of people out there, these things don't trick you into spending hundreds of dollars. 
But there is a small minority of players out there that get tricked into spending large sums of money to get all of a collection of a thing. The whale. Yeah, the, the, well, but we've always discussed the whale as like this, uh, this thing that they were designing around. And it was always kind of a joke, like, oh, it's some rich kid that's got too much money. Uh, but for some reason, uh, especially surrounding, there's a new uh, Shadow of Mordor game, I think called Shadow of War, which is mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings game. It includes loot boxes for upgrading your character that you can get through the natural progression of the game, but you can opt to purchase more of them. And Forza 7, which I just started playing, um, currently doesn't let you purchase loot boxes with money, but right now it's in-game currency only, but they plan on letting you purchase them with with, uh, real hard currency in order to get mods and cars and things you can't get normally in the game. So there, there, there are features hidden behind loot boxes in some of these games, and people are putting their foot down and saying pointlessly at the heavens, no, this is too far. Because the reason I feel like it's, it's ineffective to do this is I haven't purchased any of these things, and they continue to crop up. So someone is purchasing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the, the conversation has turned to, is that person that they're targeting being, are they being fleeced or used in a morally corrupt way? Is it wrong for these companies to be offering uh, loot boxes? Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's, uh, that's taking it maybe too far. Well, I mean, so for comparison, maybe taking it too far. Uh, that's what that's my that's my gut reaction is immediately I don't have a problem with these things like that's ridiculous that you would tell them not to try and make money that way like games have to get funded somehow blah 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 but the more I think about it it is very similar to gambling to a certain degree and your reward isn't cash or a jackpot out of a slot machine your reward is instead a digital thing but especially when it's just random stuff that people are getting out of loot boxes, it isn't too different from gambling in a way. And we, uh... and, and we, we very heavily control when gambling may or may not occur and who can do it, right? Like, you don't, you don't let kids play slot machines for a reason, but you let them play a game like Clash Royale where they can spend lots of money on hopefully getting items. Yeah. And it's, there is an uncomfortableness that I feel with saying, well, it should just, no, whatever, do whatever. It's no big deal. Right. And I'm a relatively freewheeling open market kind of person, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Okay. I get your analogy. Mm hmm. And there is a thread of logic to it that is alluring. <laughs> I thought you were going to say however, undeniable. However, I don't, I'm not sure you can make the direct comparison because I think one of the biggest issues with gambling is that it's um, direct currency and not something else, right? So, like, uh, if you gamble to win, um, 
like shitty trinkets or whatever that's we we do let kids do that right like we we let kids play things in arcades that can win them tickets some of them are skill games some of them are not some of them are just like straight sort of like put your quarter in and hope for the best mm -hmm. uh and get a bunch of tickets um also like i mean how far do you want to take it are like uh the quarter machines at the front of supermarkets gambling because you don't know specifically what football helmet you're going to get or like what color bouncy ball um and you have to pay your quarter to get a random one and if you don't get the random one you want you have to keep playing quote unquote well there's i mean i i think you can draw a, a line of heavy distinction like between that to a gotcha pond right 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 well, Man. so the, the I'll I'll give this like to the true to gambling the the bouncy ball dispenser at the front of the of your local shitty grocery store, which in my area is called Marks, <laughs> but that's where all of those live now. Uh, that doesn't allow you to do the things that I think you can do in like an arcade, like you were saying. I think that's a better comparison to modern games, but like they. There's it's a difficult to spend large volumes of money on 25 cent bouncy ball machines. Um, and also those machines don't go like, hey, well, if yeah, with that attitude, it is. <laughs> but those machines don't say, hey, if you put 10 quarters in, you'll get more bouncy balls per quarter. It's a better deal if you buy more, which is what you might get in a, an arcade where if you, you, if you put $10 in, it's not one-to-one, -one. you get more tokens, the, the more you buy up front. And that's the same way. A lot of these games work where there's a, there's a quote unquote best deal. This is all the microtransaction yeah. games out there. They right. have this very sickening mechanic and, and Hearthstone does it too, where it's like, well, if you buy 10 packs, they're, they're $2 a pack. But if you buy 20 packs worth, of, of stuff you actually get four extra and like that right. that little right. that incentive is almost just saying hey make a bad decision and uh, while i'm not saying we need to go completely down that line right because the the you're right the coin operated thing at the grocery store is not it's not nearly as predatory but can we draw a line somewhere where it's okay and where you know maybe i don't know that that sort of device has been around forever, though, like with any sort of in-game currency that you purchase with real-world money. So, like, we talked about League of Legends, and while League of Legends, well, now they do have loot boxes, but... No, oh, jeez, really? When... Oh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, didn't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. no. But back, back when it started, they didn't have loot boxes, but they did have, if you bought more Riot points, you got more bang for your buck, and there was, like, an incentive to buy $100 worth as opposed to just $20 worth. Yeah, but to me, I so feel like, like that's that, always been around. Yeah, but I think that is okay, especially in a game at the time when we were playing it uh, and it was like that. That was a game where you were putting in money and you were getting specific things, and in general, other than purchasing characters to play as... You weren't getting like gameplay benefits. There's sort Correct. of like a there's like an addiction loop that gets fed in when putting money in makes you quote unquote better at the game. Right? I I I uh... I think I draw a distinction between our like useless customization things that I can see people wanting to have all of for a completionist aspect, but it, I'm not willing to care about that person. Like, if you need to have every Overwatch skin and you want to pump money into it in order to get it instead of just playing it, 
like I can't save you from yourself. If, the, if you got if your problem is that yeah. bad, like mm, at a certain point, eh, we we didn't we didn't put a fence on every part of this cliff, and he just really wanted to run at it. And well, eventually he was going to get himself. I'm not going to stop him. Uh, but but I, I feel like there are is there some amount of restrictions that we could reasonably place on what games are doing that might that everyone I mean, would be able to agree to. Why do you to? hate capitalism? Well, for a myriad of reasons. <laughs> it, on mean, account like, of my deep, deep communisms. Right. And, and, and like, some, I, I mean, saw some more, spicy more memes. Point, why do you hate America? Like, if I have more money than you, I should be able to be better at this game. That's... Just simply because I have more money, not because I'm actually better. <laughs> and where I was born. Yeah. It gets, so. Right. Yeah, how much do you want to legislate it, right? Because we do, we do. Why can't I put into the game that I'm white, and it gives me advantages (laughs) because of that too? Like, I'm kind of frustrated. I'm kind of frustrated (laughs) that games don't recognize my other privileges. I'm very, I'm very irritated that I don't have an inherent advantage at this. Yeah, that's a different discussion. Games the control. Why does this controller have needles on the back? Don't worry, that's just to detect. Now I'm just realizing that this may exist in some somehow in a game that i am just completely unaware of because i have these privileges (laughs) no i i like like, somehow being a white male has like given me some advantage in some game that i'm unaware oh it definitely has did i did we talk about the south park thing Mm, i don't know i don't think so no the new south park game literally the difficulty adjuster is this the skin tone of your character wow yeah the darker you make it the harder it is Wow. Yeah. I, I think it's arbitrary. I don't know if it actually affects the game, but like they, they literally comment on it like, oh, this says it makes the game harder, but it really doesn't. It only makes the rest of your life harder. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> oh. holy shit, that's too on the nose. That's too close to real. This is a video game. I'm trying to escape yeah. from this. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> I'm trying to recenter. <laughs> I'm trying to. I I started off with the same knee jerk reaction about this loot box discussion that you did, and I've been trying to find in my mind: is there some amount of concessions I'm willing to make to someone who wants to end it completely? Like I feel like you can't do that. You can't make it so you there's no loot boxes ever. Um, and I don't. Th- I don't know if I'm comfortable with like, oh, loot boxes are 18 years and older only because it's gambling. But I feel like there's no, got to be something that can be done or something we can agree to or that the ESRB could self-regulate in some way to make it so that, you know, it's not because it definitely there are people who've been damaged by it. I don't understand. What are we? Yeah. What are we protecting people from at this point themselves? Like, I, I don't get it. What? What's the, <laughs> we do that a lot. Right. Well, like, yeah. So I, I, I guess I don't. And I don't always agree with that either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, and this is, I think, where the if you tend to be a person that doesn't want to do that in real life, quote unquote, real important matters. You're not going to want to do it in this situation either. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, if anything, this is giving... Well, you cut out. Oh, there we go. Did I get it? I'm back. Yeah, if anything, this Uh, is... Yeah, if anything, this is giving parents practice at saying no to their stupid children. Like, (laughs) 
when your kid is like, oh, can I buy this super big one, but it's $100, but it gives me an extra 100 cards. That's when you as a parent get to go, I don't know what the fuck that means. No, you can't buy the $100 one. I told you you could spend $5 on this stupid phone app. Like, that's it. Like, end of fucking discussion. Tell yeah. your child no. And I've... this is a pretty fucking low stakes no. So, you know, when they say something like, I want to go to college, you can say no. And it's like more high stakes. But you've already had some practice at saying no to other, you know, trivial things. Okay, I got it. I got one. So I agree with you. Uh, if, a, if a kid says, hey, I want to buy this and they ask a parent, if the parent is so oblivious that they just, yeah, whatever, no big deal. And they don't look at it and go like, whoa, this is $100. What are you buying? You're buying five chests. What does that get you? Three cards. Why does each chest get you three cards? No, you're not. If they're not willing to do that, then it's kind of like I'm not willing to go that far to make it. To make it simple for them to not have to actually care about parenting their child. But right. I. I would propose this. Would it be acceptable to you if every single device defaulted to uh, not allowing accounts to purchase anything until they're specifically allowed to? Or or setting something up such I don't that... follow what you mean. Well, so... I the, mean, it kind of is that way. Right. It, it, it kind of is that way. But there's a lot of people, I think, that just hand devices to the kids... And they're set up and linked to their accounts, or it's their iPhone, and they just log them but in and hand them the phone. you have to put a password in every time. I don't think everyone does that. No, I don't think there's any way around that on an iPhone. Um, maybe maybe uh, Androids and uh, Windows Phone 7's phones are different. But... Or, or like your computer, or Steam, or your uh, Xbox, or your Steam. PlayStation. I don't, know. I don't know about Xbox and PlayStation. I don't own those things anymore. Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know what uh, the I don't know what the default parental sure the, control sure levels are. Whatever the Nintendo like the Wii U, definitely you had to put a password in every time. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure like the Switch actually defaults to not allowing you to purchase anything, and you have to kind of um, like grind your way through justifying you being an adult and letting it and letting it let you purchase things. I think Steam is the same way, or at the very least, you need to put the like credit card number into Steam or something. You need to you need to input something that I always have to go get my wallet for. Now, what if what if there was an extra hurdle that was required to be added to all of these things, like a, a phase that could go like such as? Well, I mean, I just it, like it, it would pop so up it, a game specific. It would not be like, oh, do you allow this purchase? It's ten dollars. But if it would pop up and say, hey, your child is asking to purchase their like 50th 100 or 50th $10 thing. They've now spent $490 on this game. Right. Because I feel like people can let it get away from them. Even if, even if it just says, Hey, you can buy this next uh, loot box, but you've spent this much on this game. Just letting you know. I don't know. Maybe I'll have a different opinion when I'm a parent, but that just <laughs> reeks of like shitty parenting to me. Like, right. You are uh, totally unaware of your child spending $400 on some electronic marketplace. Like you've done a bad job as a parent and failed your child. Like, I don't know. I, and again, maybe, maybe I'll feel differently when I'm older and I don't understand whatever the next future wave of marketplaces are. Yeah, um, see, that's the thing I keep thinking. But is I, like, I don't I think like, but it's your responsibility as a parent to understand the shit that your kid's getting into. Like, I, yeah, I you have to I, fucking I, I, smoke it, the weed too with them. I know, I get it. 
<laughs> you I, need I to know what that shit's at right now. I just don't understand the mentality of like, I don't know, it's all this like newfangled video game stuff that I don't know what my kid's doing. And it's like, well, why don't you know what your kid's doing? Oh, because you're too fucking busy to like sit down with your kid and have them explain it to you. Like, it's really not that difficult to be involved with your child's life. And I'm sorry that it's like such an inconvenience for you to have a child and like have to fucking watch them like yeah for fuck's sake like i, I no it I is a super know. big inconvenience in case you're curious <laughs> it is like totally annoying uh I, th- here's what i would say though well you can solve it all with like five minutes of shaking so <laughs> i don't whatever like if you let them get that old you signed up for it. <laughs> you're too that's the that is the true point of no return is once they got a I strong mean, enough neck I don't know. <laughs> we could take this to a dark fucking place. But That's what I'm trying to pull up. Uh, I don't know if I want to. I, I mean, they sell hammers cheap at Walmart. I would, just bought one. Wood and nail guns. Wood. Do you think it would be now ridiculous to? Would it be ridiculous for for uh, for the either the ESRB or the individual operating systems to get together and at least say? The game has to let you know how deep you are before it lets you go further. It doesn't it doesn't have to really gate you off super hard. It just has to say, by the way, here's where you're at. Because I think here's I don't think like, that that's what? I don't think that that's so crazy. That's not here's like where you're that's at not, what? Like here's how much you've spent on this, this game in the last month. In the last twenty four hours in yeah. the last month. Yeah, just like uh, just an update, so it gives you that information. Because sometimes it's easy to but get. But where's that update go? Because if it just goes to the screen, then the kid just hits like okay, whatever, and goes like right past it. Oh, it goes it goes where you got to put your thumbprint in as the parent in order to authorize the purchase. Um, but even if like even I'm not even thinking about it as a parent, but like if I was really deep into a game, and I was playing uh, buying a bunch of Hearthstone packs, if it got to the point where it was like. Hey, you bought a hundred dollars of stuff last week, uh, and you're buying another hundred dollars stuff. You're cool with that, right? Like, so that you could. I, I know. <laughs> I, I feel like, like I feel like it's not crazy for it to you're give you an update. Your phone into like a judgy friend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so you're, this is uh, the... buying a lot of Hearthstone packs lately, and uh, didn't have enough money for food yesterday. <laughs> I Are have. You really sure, you want to uh, buy another? <laughs> Pack. Hey, this is the Mint app. Just wanted to check in with you before you made this purchase. I was noticing. <laughs> no, I, I look. I oh, the dog just shook the de- desk, and I thought, almost thought I was gonna die. Um, <laughs> Jesus, you ninja! Ah, um, no, the 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 I this look. I'm looking for a concession, right? Like, cause I to me, I think di- like outlawing people being able to engage in loot boxes this is America. and all that stuff. You can't restrict the amount of money I spend on frivolous activities. Yeah, except when you can. But uh, this wouldn't be... Yeah. I'm not, I'm not proposing know, a law. I don't know that I agree with all those either. <laughs> well, okay. That's a different yeah. discussion. Right, yes. I mean, some of that is... I, I, some of that, I think, is... Uh, we... I Get, don't know. Are we getting we in the... Are, are overprotective you... <laughs> in certain ways that... I don't necessarily think we should be, and 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 that's a maybe a newer mentality um, that I don't always appreciate with this like political landscape that we're in, where like it's okay to censor and police things um, 
like relentlessly if you're so being that, a good guy yeah this actually just came up and like uh, i don't know it's sort of like a side but when has that ever stopped us so uh this is like a side <laughs> conversation <laughs> welcome to the uh, side that, conversation <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the side side conversation. But anyway, so I was listening to uh, Dan Harmon talk on his podcast about um, the Harvey Weinstein nonsense, all the like allegations of sexual abuse and sexual assault that he did to people. And then a lot of the like actual things that have like come out and, you know, a lot of people said things. And I think he even admitted to some or all of it. Um, it's all pretty fucking horrible. And it turns out he's a huge shitbag of a person, which... Um, Which you have to state at this moment to make sure that the pitchforks don't come for I don't know. It's all, it's all pretty fucking horrible. Everyone but, claimed that they didn't know, but now they all knew. Yeah, yeah. But there were like a handful of people that did say that they knew. Like that no one has publicly said that they knew. But listening to the stories, whenever victims said to those around them, like, oh, this fucking happened to me. It's horrible. They would go like, ah, that's just him. Right. Like it's a it was a, no, a known unknown yeah so anyway but uh one of the things that was going on is rose mcgowan was the one to sort of like uh force this issue or like really make a big deal about it on twitter but then she made a a slip up basically and in watching uh like a comedy a comedic take on the Harvey Weinstein thing from uh, the guy who sings songs in cars with people, fucking uh, James Corden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Corbin, 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 whatever the fuck his name is. Mm -hmm. So that guy, he was like sort of, he was making jokes about it, like in the vicinity of Harvey Weinstein. She took it to be he was normalizing the behavior and like putting women down. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I didn't really watch it, what he said. But she said, if you substituted the word woman for the N-word in all of the jokes that he just made, you would be appalled, like, get fucking offended. But then <laughs> what happened was a bunch of people basically lashed back at her and said, holy shit, like, are black women not feminists too? Like, this is what the fuck we're talking about when we say white feminism. Like, what if I am, fe like, a woman and a black person? So then it's just the fucking same thing to me. Like, you, yes, you fucking hit the nail on the head. I have a lot of problems. And you equating the fact that you can't even say the N-word and yet you did type the word woman should fucking tell you that they're not the same. And so... There's like this mentality in the social justice movement of, well, Rose McGowan was doing something good and was like trying to be like a vanguard or like on the forefront mm -hmm. of like pushing a, 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 a movement, right? But then she made this slip up and she misspoke and everyone was ready to just fucking turn on her at the drop of a hat stop fighting about the harvey weinstein thing and now start fighting about black feminists versus white feminists and all of now now it's like we're making it a systemic race issue as opposed to a systemic um misogynist or like harassment thing yeah and we've sort of gotten off topic 
I feel like we do that all the time. We do that all the time now where you and, and I don't know, some somebody um made a comment on that on that podcast and they said that's sort of how oppression works. Like that's one of the main tools of oppression is that whenever people start to attack you the oppressor, you get them to turn on each other and now there are there's like infighting amongst subgroups of the oppressed and so no one ever really looks at the oppressor anymore now there's just more infighting and like it just sort of perpetuates the oppression which i feel like is true and i feel like it like i mean we've joked about the the fact that like you know i'm just the shit lord i can never say anything right because i can never know what it's like to be anyone but myself and there's some truth to that but then there's also some truth to like well but i can empathize and i can like attempt to understand what you're going through but if i speak out about it i'm immediately shit on and then it just makes me not want to do anything well if it, i mean if it makes you feel any better uh i think most people are recognizing this now i i've seen a sort of critical mass in the last month or so of, of people discussing the negatives of the sort of call out culture that everything, everything. I mean, the Weinstein thing was, was interesting to me because that, that became, that started sort of like a, a dog piling festival where it was now it's just like open season to now we're not even, it very quickly diverged from something super important like, um, systemic sexual, uh, assault and uh, like just horrible actions done by Hollywood elite or other bosses. Like I I was okay with, you know, look, you you can also extend this parallel across a lot of business. Hollywood is not the only people guilty of this. Um, But it very quickly then was like, Oh, this guy, this guy's also a racist. And then it was like, Oh, Hey, this other guy was kind of a dick to me once. And people are piling on that guy. And then it's like, that guy wore a t-shirt once that wasn't the right color. He was appropriating something. And then we're like, it like very quickly went down the rabbit hole. And I, there's been a number of, um, and I, I don't know all the websites because look, I'm not that hip. I've got other shit to do, but uh, there's, there's a lot of articles on, I think a couple major sort of like either social justice um, focused websites or, or feminist or, or, or what have you websites that have, Articles that are saying, okay, maybe we're taking this too far. And uh, I think the sal- the most salient comparison I saw, I think, was linked by a friend of the show, Jared. And uh, he, the article that he linked uh, basically described it as, boy, this feels an awful lot like religion. Like when you got into the point where now it's a quest yeah. for purity in the other direction, that you're no different than someone um, trying to say that they're very specific extremist cult of their religion is the most pure when you're saying you're almost saying the same thing, but with privileges, like I have the least privileges. I'm the most pure. My language is the most perfect. I'm the least offensive. And then you're, you're driving it the other direction. If it does feel a lot like religion, what I wanted to say when, um, when it, when it started to split splinter off into, talking about other things people had done wrong is that one, I was super thankful. I never became famous because I'm sure I said something shitty 
to someone. And if at any point that could get thrown back in at me, I feel uniquely well equipped to deal with it, though. Uh, and not you, un- not that uniquely. There's a lot of people who have the same upbringing that I have uh, called Catholicism. Uh, and the one great thing about that is that my brain has been pre-programmed to start everything from a place of inferiority. Look, 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 look. I'm a horrible sinner, but I can get better. It's sort of like my very basic first reaction to anything. And that mm-hmm. I people who make the comparison between the current call-out culture on the internet and hardcore dogmatic religion, I think are very accurate. Um, and I think people are becoming aware of that in a way that I, I some change could happen to that. Uh, there is, though, a systemic problem here in that we use the Internet for a lot of our discussions. And I feel like Twitter and Facebook and how a lot of these systems are set up lend themselves to this dogpiling phenomenon where yeah, it's, it's, it's not just the dogpiling, though. But I mean, so and here here's the other thing that I was thinking kind of as you were talking. I mean, you said that, you know, we're starting to recognize that this is maybe not a good thing. Uh, hopefully we are able to recognize it's not a good thing. Cause like, I feel like there's somewhere deep inside of me that believes that because of this phenomenon, that's kind of how Trump was elected president. Well, yeah. So if you've ever, uh, I think this is, this is also, Hey, not to blast. You can never know at other people because it is fun to feel superior. Um, but like, if you've never been on the other end of having your opinion devalued because your skin tone is white, like I know that's not like, look, we preface this all with, we're doing our very best here. (laughs) I'm, I'm, if you're looking to explain the phenomenon of the, the specific backlash that resulted in Trump, there is a portion of it that is for certain the devaluation of someone's, opinion because of Absolutely. how they look that that is a no I, that's I a component of it for sure heard other and it's fucking gross like let me let me make it clear it's fucking gross i don't like hearing it but i have definitely heard other white people say if you tell me i'm always racist then why don't i just fucking be racist yeah i think that like, is the mentality shit mm-hmm or like if you tell me I'm racist like and I know that I'm not racist why should I listen to you about anything else and like so fuck you let's let's just blow it up let's just fuck everything up and do something crazy like elect Trump like I or or, or some some other similar similar uh sort of political or philosophical like nuclear bomb like Yeah I mean I, I've told you about the the guys that I work with of the, the there's many blue collar average Joes yes. that I interact with. There's one dude that was that confided it's in not me limited to just like oh, no. that. It, it's that, more than that. Like it's it's every because like, I've I've encountered this with other physicians that have said this like, you know, it, and so it, it it is the whole spectrum of people mm-hmm. that all have the same. Literally what they wanted was to F shit up. Well, not just that, but also have this mentality of like, oh, well, if you accuse me of being racist for so long and nothing I can do is right, well, then fuck you. I'm just I'm going to go hard in the other direction Mm -hmm. and like lean on it. And like I'm still say I'm not racist, but now 
I'm just not denying it anymore. And like, fuck you. Yeah, this is I'm trying to give it if you want an example is it doesn't uh, we've had this attitude repeatedly. Uh, if you're like playing, let's use a video game example. If you're playing a game online, <laughs> look, I'm trying my best. If, yeah, you, if right. you're playing, if you're playing a video, video game, game podcast about <laughs> is, video games, it is now. Uh, if if you're playing a game online and someone on your team is a dick to you, it only can occur, especially if it's some random guy on the internet you've never met. If it, it happens to you long enough, eventually you go fuck me. No, 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 no. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you. And then you oh, yes. become a huge asshole right back to them. And it's that yeah. is if you've ever felt that, that's exactly what's happening. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Like being a huge dick to someone is never good, but it certainly feels good once someone's been a, an annoying dick to you for a while. And then you want to express to them that you are really good at being an asshole. <laughs> like, right. The, 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 everyone or, has uh, felt that tension. To, I yeah, feel like that's not, the not tension. To generalize that. Like, if, even if you perceive that someone is being a dick to you, if you feel slighted, this applies, right? Yeah. No, I, I think, but I think everyone can... If, if people are always looking for like uh, afterwards, after right after the election, it was uh, it was a lot of like trying to figure out how do we get outside our bubbles and how do we know what like if you want to know what most of those vote, Trump voters were thinking, I think personally, I think that's what they were thinking was fuck me, fuck you. <sighs> oh yeah, I, and it I, and it's I, shitty. I don't, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a good explanation beyond that. It's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but if instead of voting it's for so, a president, you purchased a so... president loot box. Now, hear me out. If uh, you buy more of them, you get more votes. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea. I like the idea because the, the theory there is if I don't like what I got in the first one, I can just pay more and maybe get something different next time. Uh Oh, can I? I'm going to make it like immediately, though. Immediately. <laughs> You want to, you want to, I don't have to wait four years. I can just pay more now. Whoops. That wasn't right. Let me, let me re-roll my character. Hold on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what do I got to pay? Oh, uh, uh, I'm going to make another podcast recommendation. Cause I was just listening to it. I believe it was radio lab. I'm looking at my phone. That's why I'm believing when I, when I say I'm believing, I'm actively looking something up. I believe yeah, I now believe I'm very sure niche and very unknown podcast radio lab. Uh, most people out there know about it, but if you would like a specific listen to uh, episode to listen to, that's sort of related to what we were just talking about. There's one called father K uh, and it chronicles uh, an Arab American trying to get elected in Brooklyn to the city council. And I don't know if I've heard that one. It is a it's I think it's the newest one. It is absolutely worth a listen, especially because it gives you uh, it gives you like just enough of uh, a taste of how widespread the when you're talking about like Trump voters don't understand where they are. When you say they're everywhere, like these are people living in the most densely populated and I would I would hazard one of the more progressive cities in the country. I mean, it's not in California, but New York City's, you know kind of a bustling yeah. metropolis full of a lot of left-leaning people. Sure. Uh, there are some people living in Brooklyn that have some opinions on the Arab American trying to get elected that are like galling. They are literally, I felt, 
I felt personally horrible listening to them and then thought immediately to myself, like, and these are people in Brooklyn, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I know they're not renowned for being friendly individuals in New York, but like, holy shit. I thought they were dicks, right. but at least they weren't racist dicks or like right. mean racist dicks. Maybe they're just like casual racist dicks. No, holy crap. Um, so that was pretty eye opening uh, as far as things and, and totally worth a listen. Uh, so it was fresh in my mind. And I think it's it's somewhat related if you want to hear some of the uncomfortable truths about, uh, you know, uh, how we got to where we are now. That that one that's got some good perspective on it in a very non-direct it's an indirect uh perspective on on the most recent presidential election mm. so speaking of uh election results that we didn't like how's cuphead <laughs> <laughs> how about that segue smooth mm. so smooth um oh i'm sorry no i know that i know i now know i'm piecing things together you told me uh, before the show that your one of your places of work experienced a casual fire or maybe yeah. a serious fire. And yeah. now I know why that happened because you've been playing cuphead. Yeah. But I can't stream it to my mobile devices. <laughs> Thank God. So, <laughs> Or the pain would follow uh, you everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that would just lead to another broken phone. I'm, I'm almost positive. Uh, I mean, no, it's really good. It's, I, I mean, what, uh, if you've heard anything about the game, uh, the, I don't think there are any other uh, superlatives I can lavish upon it. However, if you have not heard about the game um, or not seen the game, it's like a run-and-gun side-scroller um, in the vein of uh, like Gunstar Heroes or Contra. Yeah, Contra and, seems to, to me is always like the best comparison uh, point. I don't know. I mean, so I understand the Contra comparison because of the difficulty. However, I really think that like Gunstar Heroes or um, oh, I don't know. There was another example that I had like even like a Metal Slug maybe a little more appropriate. I don't I don't just get a Contra vibe from it for some reason. I don't know why. I think but, to me uh, that's just the easiest way to describe the some of the feeling of yeah, playing it. Yeah, sure. Um, but anyway, so it's this like side-scrolling, run-and-gun shooter uh, that has just an insane level of difficulty, um, more or less right out of the gate. Just yeah, oh yeah, the second battle like brutalized me in a way that I was I was deeply yeah. uncomfortable with. You you could maybe make an argument that like the first one to three levels are very achievable. Um, you'll die. But, you know, maybe a couple deaths and you'll get your way. You'll muddle your way through. Uh, but very quickly, the difficulty ramps up to I soaked 20 deaths into this level and I made it two thirds of the way through. I'm still working at it. You know, like mm -hmm. it's just that kind of brutal punishing difficulty. But um, it's it's really good. It's very pretty. Uh, it's done in the style of like a 1930s um, black and white cartoon. The soundtrack grabbed me from the moment I saw the trailer and I knew I would love it. It's that sort of like ragtimey jazz, like piano oh, yeah. brass feel that's just fucking the tops. Like uh, it's, it's so good. It's unbelievably good. Yeah. The aesthetics um, of that game is, is phenomenal from top to bottom from sound design to graphics. Yeah. It's, and, and it's super smooth. Um, 
and it does run on my computer. I know we were speculating. Yeah, I don't think it's an intense game. Totally fine. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. Um, Yeah, uh, you know, with any frustrating game, there are moments where I want, you know, break the controller in half and, uh, you know, throw my TV out the window uh, because now I live in a house where I could do that in theory. Yeah, if you were like, if you wanted to replace a window, you can do that whenever you want. Yeah, or you and can, a TV. Yeah, you can break shit whenever you want in a house. Or, yeah. I mean, Kate, you probably haven't experienced this yet. Your house can also just decide to randomly break whatever the fuck it wants. So yeah. Just... So, uh, and and I I I play this game and other similar similarly difficult games in such a way that uh, while I am playing, I am also also unleashing a. Uh, pretty much steady stream of uh profanity uh the entire time i'm playing (laughs) whether i'm doing well or poorly it's all profane um and my wife uh doesn't appreciate that i don't think she understands i don't think she understands enjoyment through pain yeah well and she just doesn't understand how i enjoy games (laughs) And like she, she has, she has no her measuring stick for whether or not I'm enjoying a game is not calibrated very well because she thinks if I'm swearing it means I'm not enjoying myself, and that's not necessarily true. Sometimes I'm not enjoying myself unless I'm swearing, <laughs> and that's just sort of the reality of uh playing video games for me i don't know i'm an angry person and sometimes i want to let all the hatred out of me and the best way to do it is is to yell at a game that you know doesn't have feelings and won't you know cry well you don't know that there's a microphone i think in your computer no the i've I've had a hard time plug it i've had a hard time you don't want to hear this you don't want to know what i'm about to call you no the I, i feel like I've had a difficult time explaining to people in the past because I don't, I don't think I tend towards enjoying that type of game as much as I know you do. And Tom enjoys the same kind of game. So you've both been pounding through cuphead, but like I, every now and then I want a game. I get this when I do simulation racing games, I will run the same track or the same corner 500 times swearing at it for the moment when I get it, that one perfect run and I complete the perfect lap, you know, like the, there is some sort of there's a there's a buildup and a release that you can only get from that kind of activity. And that you can I think it's no different than if playing Cuphead and getting angry at it and perfecting it is no different than any other activity, whether it's a sport or uh, chess or puzzle solving or something you do at your job like there 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 can be a certain degree of enjoyment found from going up against a seemingly insurmountable challenge and defeating it. And video games provide that like nonstop. They, they hit constantly. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I would just love to bear witness to the chess match that leads to the type of emotional outburst that I experience <laughs> when I play Cuphead. Russian chess. That's what like, you want. <laughs> I just, I want to see like one person make one move in the middle of a game and the other person just loses their shit. I don't think you've seen people play street chess. Like just flips the board. Yeah. I bet just, you. Like, starts screaming. 
you're saying that like it's absurd. I'm saying it like I know that has occurred because I may have done that at some point. <laughs> yeah, I just I I'll take your word for it, but I I am unaware of that. <laughs> no, I I remember my grand. I don't remember much about it. Um, but I my grandfather was super big into chess, and and the couple times he would come into town, it was like. It was a thing. Once I knew, oh, I like board games. I want to play this board game. And I'd set up chess and I learned how to play it so that he could kick the shit out of me. And he was <laughs> brutal. And he would like laugh when I do something stupid and he explain why I'm dumb and then like kick my ass. Like, yeah. so yeah, I remember a and lot he, of and like. you did that until you learned about chess boxing and then challenged <laughs> just... your grandfather to a chess boxing match. And then you, that's when you killed him. <laughs> that's no that's no. how i took the chest throne from my grandfather that's that's I the worst anime that. and also the best anime idea that anyone's <laughs> ever come up with it's like that's oh that's yeah that is such a good one that's an anime thing right there like chess yeah, boxing chess boxing school chess mm-hmm. boxing high yeah no yeah they're definitely high school students and they go to a chess boxing school yep i love it <laughs> I love it. Where's my uh, Naruto chess boxing fan? That's exactly what I was thinking. Was it? Was, yeah. was it? Oh, God. I'm going to do my best. Naruto? Sure. I think it's how you're supposed to pronounce it. You can say it however you want. No, you can't. No, There's a no specific way. No, no one's listening. Oh, okay. Well, then we're good. Yeah. Boy, I'm really glad no one's listening <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh, Christ. Actually, now the more that I think about it, I, I want to throw a caveat in the very beginning of the show where it's like, we're trying to be good people, so you can't be mad at us, and then just play the show. Yeah. Uh, you can't oh, know. Well. You can never know what I'm thinking. No. No. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's Cuphead. Cuphead. I, it's, it's super good. It's like, it's like 20 bucks or something. I picked it up release day. Uh, and have played a shit ton of it already. I, you know, like what you, I've, I've dumped ten to at least hours into it. What is at the end of the year when we do all our top fives? What is the over under for how many lists it appears on? Is it three point five? Uh where would you take the? Where know, would you take the us, under? At what point would you? How take many the of under? us are you think are? How many of us do you think will be on that show? I think we're gonna have. Seven people. You think seven? Yeah. I would say it's on the over under, I think would be five. Five? Yeah. I would take the under on that all day long. <laughs> and I think you would lose. Really? I think I, I think I think you could actually go six and it would still be a hard over. <laughs> because you know it can't be seven. <laughs> uh I, I think it might be. That's what I'm saying. Is like I think six would be a hard line because it, it could still be seven. Like I, I think five and a half would like be a rough. That would be a rough over under. I think five and a half would be like right where Vegas would put it. You think five and a, I would take the under on I, that. That seems like such soft lose, money. Though, but that's, oh. I think you would lose. No, I think you would lose. I would, and I would put it. I I don't even know how the year is going to shape knowing out. Knowing our crowd, like knowing our crowd, with like if we get a Tom and an Acardino, 
Yeah, and but, a Tony and me. The limiting factor is if Acardino plays it, though. Sure, but why wouldn't he? <laughs> He's got to have a way to play it, I think. Oh yeah, I guess that's true, Ray. It's Xbox exclusive. Well, yeah. no, it's on PC, but yeah, but I don't, I don't think he's got a rig that he can play it on. I. Yeah. Look, do they have? I think they've got to have Xboxes at work. Every, everyone has <laughs> talked about this game so. I think everyone has talked about this game so much that like you have you to try find it. a way to play it, right? Yeah. Especially being somebody in the games industry, like he ha- like. I don't want to speak for him, but I would imagine that he would have to be excited for this game. It just looks too interesting. As a man that de- well personally destroyed three Nyko Airflow controllers playing, uh, perfecting <laughs> fighting games, I feel like he has right. to play this game. Yeah. Cuphead is a good game. Yeah, I, so I think there's a solid easy four, and then, you know, the holdouts are, like, you, Justin, and Neil. Yeah. Um, no, I said, that's I could, why I, th- I could easily see two of the three of you putting it on your list. Yeah, I'm, I don't even like as know. A, like as a five spot? Come on, it's an easy five spot. It's I don't easy. even know how it shakes out for me. This I, I'm thinking back to the earlier parts of this year, and there are – I have not played nearly as many games as I have in the previous year, admittedly. Right. But and there's some of us still will, more than will enough. have to be on our list because <laughs> we've only played five games if this is one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the patented McFadden five games of the year award. That's right. <laughs> it's an honor just to be included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, dude. Uh, Dark I feel Horse. Like it would be more effective for me to like qu- quickly list the five games that I've played that year in no particular order, and then spend the rest of the two and a half hours of that show just like railing on the other two games that I played that didn't make my top five <laughs> and why <laughs> just between. like being horribly negative yeah. and, and just doing it in a way that's almost like I'm not even listening to the rest of you. Like See, I've just been, I've just been continuously talking while you went around and did all your number fours. And then you're like, number three, McFadden. And I'm like, and another fucking thing about Pokemon No, what you need go. to do is record it all in one go and then just chop it up into segments and then just hit play. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, now we're on to your number four. And then you just hit go. And it's like, and another system in this game that's completely broken. No, I'll just like walk away from the mic, but like I'll be shouting loudly so you can still hear me kind of like yelling in the background of everyone else talking. <laughs> For two and a half hours. <laughs> You will not have a voice at the end of that. <laughs> Everyone will be thankful. Uh, uh, Dark Horse candidate for another top five slaughter is Golf Story. Really? Since we're talking about it, dude, that game is fucking awesome. Was that a mobile game? It is a Switch game, as far as I know. Oh, it's a Switch game. I seem to recall that it might be... Hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to... Look, the... I'm going to break the illusion. But I'm going to look it up on Wikipedia. So listeners yeah. don't have to. Let me find out what platforms. It's on the I'm Switch. fucking looking. Yeah. It's on the Switch. Well, suck. It is charming as fuck. That is a good game. Did you ever play any of the 2D Mario Golf games? Mm, I don't think I played the 2D ones. You played the 3D ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're very, they're similar, but very different beasts. The 2D Game Boy Advance Mario Golf game, I think it was like 
Toadstool Tour? No, that's the that's the GameCube 3D one. I forget what it was called. The, the, there's a Game Boy Advance one. It's like Advanced Tour or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the game featured uh, two either a boy or a girl protagonists that you could play as that were just essentially a cipher for the player with five, with five stats. <laughs> Golf Story is beautiful. Just put it on Steam. It's put got it Steam. RPG elements. It absolutely should be on Steam. It's It's got role-playing elements, and it's one of the few times where I go like, and it's a good thing that it does, because most games that have RPG elements or RPG-like elements, it became just like a, we crammed levels into this thing. Uh, you level up. That, that's what kids want these days. Uh, Golf Story makes it very interesting, because as you increase your power, which is one of your stats to let you just drive it further. It makes your control stats like your spin and your, you know, uh, your slice and, and all that. It makes those worse. So you're constantly balancing, making your drive go further with managing your other stats so that your game doesn't get totally out of whack, but you could like let yourself develop a massive hook if you wanted, and then just know that you're going to be good on certain holes and terrible on others. Um, but it's it's this top down, very pastoral, calming golf game that they layer just silly dialogue and goofy story tropes from sports movies to bringing in random horror things or riffing on, you know, uh, riffing on the the rich God elite. Damn it! It is if you have a switch and. It sounds even remotely interesting to you to play like what what ends up being a relatively simple game because the the golf aspect of it, like you master it real quick and the fun then becomes now you're shooting around ghosts so that they don't grab your ball or you're like shooting it into the water and a turtle will jump up and pop it so you can go further and bounce to an island or like you're trying to. Um, you're trying to play a course that's on the practice greens that somebody like arbitrarily says the holes here and you got to shoot it from here or at any moment you can drop a ball anywhere you are and just start hitting at things. And there's like secrets that you can unlock and extra bonuses you can get for hitting random items that are laid around some of the different golf courses. And I'm, I don't know, five hours in and I think I'm maybe halfway through the game. I feel like it's got, it's got a good solid 10 to 12 hours maybe more of content in it. And for the price, I think it's like 1499, 15 bucks, maybe 20 bucks. It's that kind of game. The same thing that I just had with steam world dig Two, where mm-hmm. I played it. I played it to completion and I was very satisfied at any, every moment. It didn't overstay its welcome. And then I was done. I'm feeling the exact same thing with golf stories so far. And I feel like when I get to the finish line, because I think the game's a little bit more interesting than steam world dig Two. I'll have liked it just that little bit more. And it is endearing. It's like, I don't know. It's just one of those, not guilty pleasure. It's just one of those like delight. It's just a delight. Like you get to enjoy this very calming, fun little thing. And there's some challenge along the way. I've had a couple, like uh, a couple challenges where I've only got three strokes left and I've got to make this on par or I'm screwed. But like, if you have a passing interest in golf, if you've ever played a golf game with the three click, you know, start your swing, set your power. I played the shit out of Tiger Woods for the game. 
Yeah. Dude, this this game that you would... that doesn't have the three click thing. That's like old uh, Hot Shots Golf, which I played a fair amount of. Oh, um, the Tiger Woods one. The, the, is that the one with the stick? Yeah, the Tiger Woods one. Yeah, the Tiger Woods one is the one where you just like pull the stick back and move it forward, and you like tap a button to add spin. But like, no, I don't just... like that. This 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 is like just simple enough that it doesn't get in the yeah. way. Yeah, and there's yeah. something beautiful about that system. And like they. Like the whole is looks like about fourteen to seventeen hours. Yeah, man, that's if I get four if I can get through it in fourteen hours, this will be an easy contender to get into the top five. It is a it is a five slot kind of game, but it's only on Switch right now. Yeah, which are readily available at most stores. In case you were curious. No, I know. I look every time I go. (laughs) Every time you go to a Target. Do yeah, we want? No, can we talk about what? Like I, I just went into Walmart, and then the one time I was at Best Buy, and also fuck Best Buy. Um, Don't go to Best Buy. Why would you go well, there? Uh, Ever? I went. I went there because they price match Amazon now. Oh, that's smart of them. Because uh, that would be a reason to go to Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, but like, and and I we needed an extra. We needed a, a second uh, Xbox One controller so that we could play Cuphead together. Ah. Because the Xbox 360 controller sucks New, and the cord yeah. isn't long enough. The cord isn't long enough. I would say um, the D-pad's the bigger reason. problem. I don't use the D-pad when I play, actually. You're a sticker? I, yeah. Um, I've tried to use the D-pad. I've been using the D-pad. Right. Maybe I should try the stick. I've been having problems. Yeah, Maybe it's I the... like the stick. Yeah, I like the stick for this. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, can we all... It's uh, just fucking shits because they, like, they're so fucking particular about the way that they price match that it is horribly annoying. Yeah, just and buy it on Amazon. <laughs> just wait the two days. Yeah, but we wanted to play that night. Ah, so uh, yeah. You can't beat that. The and like, the dude was like such a smug prick about it. It was just annoying. <sighs> yeah, if you can avoid it, don't go to stores or see people. That's my yeah. general strategy is just avoid seeing people if at all possible. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, can we, and I know it's just the two of us, but I'm going to say, like, we speak for everyone. Can we all agree unequivocally that the the Xbox One controller is vastly superior to the Xbox 360 controller? Oh, for sure. I, I don't think that. I thought you were going to say something, no. re- like, remotely controversial, like the PS4 controller or something. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't really have, I don't want to have opinions on things that I'm not an expert in. I can say having used it a lot, that the Xbox One controller is significantly better. And people still say that they like the 360 controller. There are... there are Who says this? Monsters. What? Monsters on the internet no, say this. No, I feel like these no. are people who just aren't no. don't, don't want to purchase a new controller. And they're just yeah. justifying it in there. I touched it no, once, it's, and it felt no. awful. The bumpers are hard to hit. Get the fuck out of here. No. That controller, yeah, no, that controller might be the best controller ever. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't use PlayStation controllers enough to be able to compare those two things. The DualShock um, 4 is good. It's a good controller. But, uh, yeah, the, the Xbox One controller is vastly superior to the 360 controller. I now. think it might be the best controller. Oh, I mean, I, maybe vastly superior is overstating how, like, how big of an upgrade yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it certainly feels better. Yeah, I think, I think the sticks feel better, the triggers feel better, the rumble feels better, and the right. D-pad. The D-pad's the one thing that is vastly better. Yes. And that, it's still not perfect. Is. Right? Like the Xbox I think the Xbox One controller is the best one no. 
ever made, but it still has room to improve. Like the design yeah. can be improved. Yeah. It, it still has room. I'm not a huge what fan of the buttons. Though? I, that's what I'm saying. The elite is the best controller ever made because that's what, cause it's got the perfect heft. It's got the metal sticks. So they just make that satisfying thud. When you hit the end of the throw, the, you can adjust the throw of the triggers. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't even care about the I buttons on the back, but can you, is there, I don't even think, th- is there even a contest of what the best controller of all time is? I feel like there's not even a fight. Uh, what, I don't, I'm not sure what you're getting at. Of what, of the, is there any controller from the past that's any better? I, I feel like you can't. Oh, um, I mean, people really like the PlayStation controller. Like the original DualShock? Uh, I like the PS2 controller. The, the DualShock, DualShock 2. 2. Yeah. People, I mean, people I, really like that controller. And yeah. the, the 3 and 4, I feel like, are just sort of variations on a theme. They're really similar. I, so I started to... Well, so the triggers on the 3, I think, are awful. And the 2 doesn't have it I, whatsoever. I don't know so much about the 3, but if you had a 3 that didn't have a rumble in it, it was so light that it, I it was I didn't care for it. Yeah, it was poopy. Did not like. There's an era when everyone tried to make everything as light as possible. They did yeah. this with cell phones too at a point where it was like if your cell phone was heavy, oh god, it's it's 20 grams heavier. It's 5 grams heavier. That's such a heavy phone. And then like I think people finally realized, oh, no, sometimes heavier means good. Sometimes heavier means it won't break in your hands. And now we've, we've like, realized, oh, okay, yeah, with none of the rumble components in it and just made of nothing but plastic, that DualShock, not the DualShock, I'm sorry, the 6-axis, which is the, the rumbleless yeah, PlayStation 3 right. controller, that thing feels like doo-doo because it feels like it's a wafer in your hand yeah. just waiting to be snapped in half. Yeah, exactly. No, you got to have a little heft to it. Uh, boy, I got off topic. Golf Story is really good. Yeah, fuck. I oh, I wanted know. to bring up Jared's uh, switch justification. Were oh, you Were wait, you wait. sitting there when we? Did? I think you you might not have been in the room. When yeah, I don't uh, think I caught it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a friend of the show, Jared, out of seemingly out of nowhere, purchased a switch, um, because all the cool kids are doing it. And I, we were talking about his purchase decision, how he's been playing it, and what games he what games he he's just been playing Zelda. Um, but at a certain point, I had to stop and go, "Oh, you know what? I do want to know what prompted you to buy a Switch." He's not really been oh, super. Oh yeah, actually, I do think I was there yeah. for this. <laughs> he, he, I said, "What? What? Why did you go out and buy one? Like, what? What was the thing that really triggered you?" And he said, uh, "Well, I was already out buying food." <laughs> <laughs> Which is like yeah. the most yeah. first world thing. Uh, I was getting sustenance, which is an annoying thing that I don't want to have to do. And while I was right. out there, I thought I would just drop $300 on a fine electronic. <laughs> yeah. In order to make it more fun and palatable. You know, you know, when you go p- purchasing consoles and make big investments wh- while you're also getting a burger. Right. I just like the concept of like, oh, that's what triggered me was I was hungry. So I got a switch. Right. He had other reasons, I'm sure, but we didn't listen. We just giggled. Uh, It's like buying a new car being like, well, I was getting gas. (laughs) So just 
bought a new car instead of refilling the one that I had. Yeah, the gas station was just past the car dealership. <laughs> that seemed like a bridge too far. Uh, there was a line. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> at the gas station? Yeah. The 1970s? <laughs> Dude, have you not been to a gas station with a line? I've been to at least two, I think, in like the last couple of months. Really? Yeah. I don't run into a lot of lines at gas stations. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I feel like also, okay, the last time I ran into a line at a gas station was when they first put in a get-go, which for people who don't live in the area is uh, uh, related to the grocery store chain here. And if you, they buy cheap gas, they buy cheap shitty gas, and they give you 10 cents off for every $50 you spend in groceries. So you can occasionally fill up your car for like a buck 29 a gallon. And yeah. when those first dropped and everyone had like 50 cents of, of fuel discounts built up, that little gas station that they, they converted like a little marathon with four pumps into a get-go. And that thing was slammed like there was a fuel shortage. <laughs> but that was just yeah. people trying to get a good price. So that's yep. a, And that was one years of, one ago. One of the places where I did run into a line was... At the get-go. Yeah. All right. Uh, was there any other games we needed to talk about? What? Was there any other games? No. Okay. <laughs> I know we. I don't think we've gotten the full Destiny Two lowdown from Neil. I think. Mm, I think he's been on vacation. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Not the full lowdown. So we'll be looking forward to that. I played lots of Forza Seven. It was related to the loot box thing. I don't know. We did go on a rant where he like readdicted himself to coke. Oh, that is right. No, he has talked about uh, about yeah. his Destiny Two travails. So, oh shit! The next time we record, we'll probably have Super Mario Odyssey, or is it just Mario Odyssey? I have no idea. It's the Switch Mario game. It's on Switch, which are on store shelves now. Uh, <laughs> fucking Christ! Actually, it's not on. St it's not. It's. It was at the Walmart the the time I went like two or three times ago. But then, like I said, when I was at Best Buy and the last time I was at Walmart, they were still sold out. Okay, they have. I heard in the last couple of weeks that they had been more plentiful. I even saw a couple of days ago, someone saw both an SNES Classic and a Switch sitting unpurchased on a shelf. Shit. So they're saying that there's more stock out there, and they bumped up yeah. their production again. For the right. switch, oh, and well, but the one that I did see was the Splatoon two one that oh. had the like teal and orange controllers or whatever mm. the, the fancy, fancy controllers. I don't know how I feel about those. I still think I'd like. I'm I'm happy with the gray controllers. Which what now? Oh, okay. And then and then you can opt into purchasing additional Joy Cons of. With, I like with the teal and orange colors. better than I like the red and blue. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I And then I think they did another one for whatever Fight Night Punch Punch Palace was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Arms. I think they had one for that that was like yellow and something. I right. thought Stretch, I thought all of Stretch them Armstrong. were better. Stretch Armstrong, Punch Palace, colon, The Punch Wars uh, had its own colors. And I thought those, I thought everything was better than the initial red and blue. Because those weren't the right red and blue. They Like, they didn't do a good job with that. But whatever, people like it. To each to each their own. 
All right. Um, with that, I think we've overstayed our welcome for the week. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the show, hit us up, www.therumblepack.com. Our Facebook page is linked there. Our Twitter is linked there. Uh, we'll post the episode, and I don't know, I'm, we'll post random uh, Twitter polls. You can you can say which is the... I'm going to put a poll up right after this episode goes live, asking uh, what the best controller ever made is, and I'm going to give you <laughs> two options. <laughs> it's going to be just the Xbox One controller, and then, the, and then just that and the Xbox One controller again, but the Elite. That's the two options. So, one listener, you can decide what the best controller of all time is. Please. Go to our Twitter poll. Help, help us out. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll, we'll try and get some more Twitter engagement. That's what people are talking about these days, engagement, yeah? We're not late to the party by five years. Sure. Maybe. Uh, right. Yeah, for sure. Alright, so thanks for hanging with me and talking uh, call-out culture and social justice on our video game podcast. It's not a good. It's not a good night unless you end it defeated and sad. <laughs> then you know you've had a good night. I've been having a lot of great nights lately. Then I guess <laughs> just its own sad admission. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of great nights. <laughs> Thank you, listener, for having a great night with us. My name is Kaz. This has been the Rumble Pack. Game over. Watch what I'm about to do, it's game over for you Game over Game over I swear my peers will turn green when they see me This is my world, y'all can fight to be Luigi And I grind all night, call it tantric And every time I sit down and write, I make magic up the pen and tell them what's going on around my cerebellum and if you think you're anything more than a robin to my batman your skull must be quite thick stay silent like sidekicks while i get blackberry bold because shy guys don't get the throne they get thrown and what i write is gonna take me where i want to go Arthur becomes king like the sword and the stone and in this game i'm doing more than holding my own i'm skipping over all the levels warp zone i want it all get some greedy wario and lame saying we but i don't need to i to see that while I run the game, boy, you'll stay small, portable. I made my way to the end.